Hey everyone, we have received exceptional support for the Diaries Plus. It means so much to us. It's been a tough year for us. We're down on sponsors, but you keep lifting us up and making this show possible. And because of that, we get to keep making more cool shows for you. So today we're releasing a new series on Diaries Plus called Good, Good, Bad. Trips, adventures, and fiascos that define our lives. On New Year's Eve 2023, Mason Gravelly slid a stand-up paddleboard into the tannin-stained waters of Lake Okeechobee and embarked on an adventure he's been dreaming of for years, an unsupported crossing of one of our country's biggest lakes. Between the weather, toxic algae, and alligators, he was told it was preposterous. But Mason's journey was a culmination of years of Florida adventures and a passion for conservation. Here's a little taste of the first good, good, bad episode, Alligator Lake. Wherever you are is an adventurous place to people that aren't from there. And so it's like, I'll be honest, right now at this point in my life, I would never leave within an hour or two of my home if I could. And I'd probably, that's probably going to change at some point. But right now, that's like my reality. And I did not see that coming. Like, I I would have laughed at you if you you said that's the way you're going to think in five years. And so... It, it, all of us have to go through it. Like, oh, adventure is elsewhere or life and fulfillment and what we're looking for is elsewhere. And I think part of maturing and just part of just living this life is one, going through that. And two, <laughs> realizing everything you need is right here. You know, how many times have people told us that, but it, it takes learning it yourself, you know? Subscribe to Plus Now for the full story and access to all new episodes. As always, Thank you for your support. Now, on to the show. I realize that I'm talking to the Dirtbag Diaries audience, and there's a good chance that a few of you have actually been living underneath a rock or in a cave in the last few months. Even then, I think it's pretty much impossible that you missed the wave of dissent, struggle, populist uprising, anger, righteousness, hope, fear, despair that swept through the U.S. in 2016. It was the year of Black Lives Matter and Donald Trump, a year of heroes and villains, and who filled that role depended entirely on your perspective, from where you came from and how you think about the world. A lot of us felt like something was wrong with this country. Just exactly what was wrong was a matter of opinion. I think the one thing we can all agree on is that there was a lot of yelling. For the long term though, if we wanna move forward or grow, or change and evolve in a positive way as a country in ways that work for a lot of different people, not just one side of it, the two sides that are almost evenly split. We cannot remain at intellectual war. It just won't work. Our health of our nation depends on the ability to talk to one another. For years, we've used the year of big ideas to show what our community is up to, what goals drive it, But with the current state of our country, asking people about their personal goals to get rat outside doesn't quite feel right. It seemed like most everyone felt there were more important topics, and so did we. So this year, we sent out a simple slash utterly confounding question. What do we do now? How do we move forward? What do we do as not just a community, but as a country? And what do we do as individuals? Because that's where I believe this begins. And I think You guys are special. The outdoor community, it's been capable of shaping this country. The national parks, the conservation movement, do-gooder companies, the beat movement. These are big ideas 
that have infiltrated different parts of our society, and they've come from people that started in the outdoors. And that's pretty cool. So today we bring you the Year of Big Ideas 2017. Our networks of friends, contributors, and listeners weigh in with hopes, dreams, and concrete goals, and they're not shouting. And you get to listen and think, and maybe hopefully engage. And that seems like one small step in the right direction. I'm Fitz Cahal, and you're listening to the Dirtback Diaries. time reading the news recently, and in part it feels as though there are alarm bells going off about so many issues that I care about, that I believe in, and in truth, things that I've like taken for granted as the way things are and that would continue to exist. And I know that I can't read everything and I can't be an expert, but I do want to pick a few things that really matter to me, that have mattered to me like throughout my whole life, and I'm going to stay informed on those to make sure that I know when to write my congresspeople, when to sign the petition, and to know when I need to physically show up. It's our responsibility to know how our government works. Our responsibility doesn't end with going to the polls and setting our ballot on someone. The other day, I called our representative, and it was something that was kind of scary to me, (laughs) but it shouldn't be. Because honestly, it's not that scary. It just takes a couple of minutes. You talk to a staff member, they take down your name, where you're from, and your message, and then they pass it on. People find it so easy to sign an online petition and send an email, and it's great that people do that, but I'm going to personally try and take it one step further. I'm going to make a point of calling. We do have a voice, and we can make a positive change. We just have to learn how to use it. when I find myself being like, why did this happen to me? Why did I get sick? Like, why, why, why? And then the question that I realized you have to ask yourself is, why not me? People get sick. Bad luck happens to everybody. So really, why not me? And I think that we should use that statement or that sentiment when it comes to taking action. We say, well, I'm not going to go to that march or I'm not going to go to that community meeting. I know about it and like I support it, but I'm not political. I don't know enough or that's not really my strong suit. And then we end up doing nothing or more straightforward. We just say like, oh, there's a, a march and I would love to go, but I have, like, I'm going skiing. We would all rather be skiing, but someone has to do it. And why not me? Each year over the next four, I'm planning on budgeting and spending upwards of three grand for the sole purpose 
uh, standing up for the rights of others and to protect the earth. And it might mean that I need to cut a climbing or a ski trip short or not go at all, but it's an investment in my future and I believe in, in everyone's future. Some portion of the time that I normally spend focusing on adventure and recreation, I want to devote to activism. And I also think that it's possible to integrate activism and adventure, like volunteering with social justice organizations like Big City Mountaineers. It's really important to me to spend some of my outside time serving others, not just doing what makes me feel good. For me, it's about continuing to get people outside, continuing to find ways to love and to embrace difference, not just you know, a racial and gender standpoint or an ethnic standpoint, which is absolutely critical, but also across a political standpoint. Where this president won was in a lot of areas that are being hard hit, you know, economically hard hit, and they're places that are beautiful places. I mean, I remember several years ago, I was getting ready to climb Shasta, and I was talking to the woman in the gas station about it, and she's like, yeah, you know, I've lived here my whole life, and I've never been over there. And I thought, man, how can I change that? How do we improve rural outreach? How do we improve small-town outreach to the outdoors? And I think that's going to be a personal goal. We just got to keep our community growing. I'm taking my daughter out for a year of school next year, and we're going to travel around the world, and we're working on the Endangered Activism Program. Really geared to youth activism, youth voice, and how do we engage the next generation that's up and coming educated in conservation and climate change on a local level, on a global level. You know, it's not just kind of placating them because they're younger. They actually think outside the box in ways that adults don't. Realistically, it's the long play. I'm amazed at how many of my mature, educated, liberal friends will still comment verbally and on social media that the people who voted for Donald Trump are idiots. You know, a lot of people think that anyone that voted for Trump is a racist, or they're stupid, or doesn't care about women, or they're rednecks, or just ignorant pricks. I don't buy that. I just flat out don't buy it. We preach inclusion. We express deep concerns about sexism, racism, homophobia, and other forms of exclusion. But yet we do the exact same thing and we do it constantly. You know, I grew up with a foot in each world because I grew up in rural Wyoming. I'm a pilot and most of the other guys that I interact with are older Mormon Utahns. And they're all conservative and most of them are really intelligent well-intentioned, good folks, and they all voted for Trump. I enjoy listening to their fairly nuanced opinions, but most of my friends don't ever get that. So I've lived in Colorado for 17 years now, but I'm from Iowa. I'm from a small little town in Iowa that's like the hog capital of the Midwest. I live in southeast Idaho. It's a very conservative place. On social media, I see that a healthy majority of my friends from high school and college are certainly on board the Trump train. 
and and it's such a interesting situation to be in where with my friends outdoors i have to walk on eggshells with the beliefs that my family has and there are times where those conversations with my dear friends would get pointed and even hurtful towards my family and people that i love but the same would happen with family where they would be very pointed against my friends it puts you in a really conflicted place i try to do is to engage in conversations with my friends and instead of disparaging them trying to find out why specifically why they agree with some of the proposals that donald trump has brought to the table this year i made a decision to be a team player and i wanted to be able to see why people who think different than me are thinking that way and maybe try to empathize without compromising certain values or ideas that I have particularly regarding the environment. For me, it's always remembering the dictum when I'm online on social media and I'm in a heated conversation about politics, to always remember to kill them with kindness. I have taken to on social media commenting with empathy and in a non-judgmental way whenever I see any of my friends calling anyone on the right their name and say, you know, I don't think that's very helpful. Let's be nice. This is public. I think that unplugging from Facebook, whether it's for a month, a week, a year, maybe unplug from that forever. I just know that if we don't get outside and interact and learn from each other in a physical environment, then we're going to lose the value of caring about people because we know them. A couple times in the last few weeks, I've had situations where I was sitting with folks that I don't really know, and they said things that I didn't really agree with. And it was really hard for me to say something, to tell them why I disagreed with them. And I think one of my goals for 2017 is to try to do that, to say, you know, just because someone wears a job, you shouldn't disqualify them from working at this place. I've been doing some work for the last few years down in the south where I'm from, and we've kind of gotten a niche with celebrating relatively unheralded rivers in the deep south. I'd like to do a similar type thing on the Edisto River, which is a smaller river that flows through the middle of South Carolina. Not a fancy, beautiful, western wild river, but a little more of a working man's southern river. The rivers, especially down south, they, they connect to a ton of people, and not just a bunch of kayakers or rafting guides on this river. This is a cross-section of America that appreciates the Edisto. And, I hope that it is a project that will bring together people across a lot of the political spectrum and highlight the fact that a lot of us in the United States agree on how we want to treat our natural resources. Keep creating, keep making van sounds, keep playing music, and keep trying to connect people through both of those and to put out a compilation of 10 to 15 bands from all over North and South America. And the thought is that, you know, it's not just the United States that's feeling fractured and distressed. It's a lot of people around the world. And 
Ideally, this compilation will kind of help us hear other people from other places and connect with, with people from far away. There's an interesting ranch town of about 160 people east of where I live. I'd like to do a photo documentary type fine art project there with portraits of people and it could take years, but to start building something out of that town, I just, I want to walk into this other kind of world that I don't really know and kind of understand it. Whenever I have a conversation with someone that's clearly passionate about a different political party than I am, I always stop and ask the question, you know, what do you like to do outside? What is it that you love to do? And oftentimes they'll share stories about their favorite trail or their favorite stretch of water. And then I ask a really simple question, well, do you take your family there? And oftentimes the answer is yes. So then it ultimately leads to, do you think it's important to not only preserve that place that you love so much, but educate the next generation on why it's so important? And nine times out of ten, the answers and the conversation always lands in the same place. It's important to all of us for that reason, regardless of what political party we stand for. This year, I want to work on a more local level in the communities that are closest to the Boundary Waters. Step out of a social media echo chamber and strike up a conversation with someone in a coffee shop or the grocery store, someone I don't know. Because I think if I find common ground, then I can actually talk to and reach some of the people who are speaking out in favor of having this type of mining here. And I'm really going to work hard on being a good listener because I think once I do make the case for our particular issue, I need to come from a place of humility and understanding. Every day I give myself a little micro goal to do three things. To do one vocal or, I mean, political action really is what it boils down to, but one vocal action, whether that's making a phone call, whether that's a handwritten letter, whether that's a letter to the editor, to a major news publication, some things. And then the second thing is to do some small thing for a stranger. And that can be as small as smiling at someone on the bus or being extra kind when you see somebody in the grocery store line who's with a screaming child and they're having a tough day, like just saying something kind to them. And then the third thing is to do some small thing for myself. And that can be like, I'm going to go paint my fingernails bright green because that makes me happy. <laughs> and I figure if I can do one of those three things every day, I'm going to make a difference on some level somewhere. And I'm going to keep my sanity. One of the ways that I hope to respond over the next four years is just to keep coming back at it with love and find beauty and find passion and help others find beauty and passion and love. And then I think it was Ed Abbey who said it best, right? Be a half-assed activist. Make sure you still get out there. Because if you haven't, they've already won. As one gets frustrated... <laughs> or uh, feeling rather hopeless. It really helps to get out into those wild places. Goals for 2017. Keep working to be a better person. Be the kind of guy that opens doors for people. And I don't mean like metaphorically, I just mean like 
be a nice person. Like if you're walking into Taco Bell, hold the door for the complete stranger. Um, be more grateful, period. Just be more grateful because we are all really, really fortunate. Diaries is made possible by the good people of Patagonia. You may remember last year, Patagonia put out a film with Sweetgrass Productions called Jumbo Wild, all about the Jumbo Valley and the Purcell Mountains of BC and the fight to protect it. Since then, 56,000 people from around the world have signed the petition to call for the permanent protection of the valley. And after a 25-year campaign, a decision is expected in the spring of 2017. So watch the film, if you haven't already, and sign the petition for yourself. Join the movement to protect Jumbo. Visit patagonia.com slash jumbo wild. Additional support comes from Kuat Racks, the little company who believed they could build a better bike rack. They also did build a better bike rack. Really, check it out. Their racks are awesome. Go to kuatracks.com to check out their lineup and locate a dealer near you. Kuat Racks, because you love your bike. Support for the diaries also comes from you. Your contributions really do make us better. I'm recording in my beautiful sound booth. It's amazing. Seriously, elegant mahogany. No, just kidding. But it is sweet. It's totally awesome. To pledge your support, go to dirtbagdiaries.com and click the button in the upper right-hand corner. A huge thank you to Anson, Molly, Malin, Chris, Luis, Amy, Dave, Molina, Emma, Shannon, Grace, Stacy, Dave, Dave, David, Ken, Tom, a.k.a. the real hiking Viking, Luke, Becca, and Phil for sharing their thoughts goals on this episode. You guys make us proud to be a part of this community and give us hope for the coming years. Music today from Nisai23, David Mumford, Bradley Carter, The Effed Up Beat, Little Glass Men, and ADC Bicycle. The tracks are courtesy of Free Music Archive. Jacob Bain and Nice Kodos composed our dope-ass theme song. And as always, you can find links to the artists at our website. Does that make me sound weird when I say a dope-ass theme song? I still love it. I can't believe we have a theme song. It's incredible. Awesome. Thanks, Jacob. This episode was produced by Jen Altschul, Becca Call, and me, Fitzgahal. You've been listening to The Diaries. Thanks for tuning in.